0: Welcome to Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing Podcast. In this show, we will discuss about best and worst experiences about passive and active apartment investing. And I am your host, Ramakrishna. Let's begin the show. Today's our guest is Samuel Sells from Wild Mountain Capital. Welcome, Sam.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Sure. A little bit about Sam' experience. Chief Executive Officer at Wild Mountain Capital combat veteran and serial entrepreneur with a demonstrated history of success in developing and building sustainable and repeatable systems overcoming many of the key drivers of financial and uh, social poverty skilled in innovative business planning operations management international relations management entrepreneurship and policy analysis. Strong business development professional with a master's degree in healthcare administration and policy, global health focus, and an undergraduate degree in business strategy. So with the Samuel, you want to add anything to your background?
1: Thank you very much, Rama. Yeah, so I uh, spent the last 12 years or before I became a, a full-time real estate investor, so... It's been about 12 years uh, traveling the world, working with foreign militaries, working with foreign governments to build healthcare facilities, to build healthcare systems um, all over the world, really focused on that global health aspect of providing health security to just the poorest of the poor and through different government programs, uh, US AC International Development or different State Department efforts and, and so forth and so on. I worked with a lot of different non-government organizations and just developed a true passion for housing security and health security. Uh, my job at the time was uh, health security, but you know through all of my education, my master's degree, and and through you know my experiences, I just saw how intertwined those two could be: health security and housing security. Now, as an individual trying to get after health security is very very difficult without a massive supply of capital. Or uh, working for a large, large organization. Um, And so I decided to focus really on that uh, housing security, which we can do by pulling together people's money and going out and acquiring, you know, these distressed assets that we that we go after. And the the vision is, and the goal here, here is that we really focus on taking distressed, neglected apartment communities and changing them around and turning them into the clean, safe, well-governed communities that people are happy to live in and that are also affordable. A lot of times now people call it workforce housing or naturally affordable housing, and that's where we
0: spend our days working. Got it. Thank you. So how did you get into real estate and multifamily space, Yeah,
1: When I was getting, uh, wrapping up my military career uh, with the Air Force, uh, started looking at, you know, how do I have an impact and, and how do I make a difference? And I think a lot of uh, troops and veterans really start thinking about that when they leave um, after having a military career, particularly one that's been just so diverse and rich and fulfilling and to get after a civilian career that is also rich and fulfilling. You know, I started looking at that housing security space and then I reached out to my dad and uh, my brother and my family and said, Hey, you know, who of you would like to come join me on this journey? And my dad said, I'm all in. My brother said, I'm, I'll be there soon. (laughs) And uh, you know, and, and so what we did is we started looking at different marketplaces And we really got enthralled with the mobile home park space, low barrier entry, a lot of opportunity um, to make a difference. And so we entered uh, mobile home parks in uh, twenty, end of twenty eighteen. We completed our first acquisition in mobile home parks, and then we bought ten more in twenty nineteen. And you know, it's just kind of. Been going ever since. We've since then we've transferred from mobile home park mobile home parks our communities over to multifamily because it's easier for us to scale and to stick in a more central location uh, than it was when we we're just focused on mobile home parks. But yeah, that's you know that vision and the drive to make a difference um, coming out of the military uh, really is what um, pushed us or you know led us into the multifamily space or the uh, real estate space.
0: Got it. So you, you started uh, with mobile home parks and shifted to multifamily space. So from challenges and uh, benefits point of view, what are the benefits and challenges you observed?
1: Yeah, so benefits of mobile home parks, once you understand the math, the math is really easy. Um, and you can go look at a mobile home park or a community and you can do the math on a, on a napkin and, and tell real quickly if you're gonna make money on that project or not make money on that project. Um, There's so many different business plans that you can execute um, at a mobile home park space, whether you renovate units, whether you get rid of old units, if you sell all the units, if you keep all the units, um, there's just different business plans that work for different groups. Um, And, you know, there's still a lot of mom and pop owners out there, um, a lot of distressed assets that you can get after. And that need is not going away. It's just growing. So the demand for homes, I mean, because where else can you spend? 10, 20, 30, 40, fifty thousand dollars and buy a three-bedroom, two-bath house with, you know, a nice yard and a nice community. You just can't do that anywhere. And but you can do that in the mobile home or the manufactured housing industry. Challenges though, it, it's really challenging to get those things financed from a lender particularly one that has really great rates, unless you're buying very nice uh, mobile home communities that have been well managed, well organized, and then have some kind of uh, value add play. But uh, yeah, that's a little bit of the benefits and challenges of mobile home parks. And and if any of the listeners want to reach out to me and, and talk more about that, happy to discuss further in re, in that regards. And then the same with multifamily space, The business strategy is really very simple on the surface, but it really has to be tailored to that specific multifamily community and complex. You really need to know your market a lot more. The, there's um, opportunity to, to do really well financially on multifamily, just like there is mobile home park space. But the, the calculus is a little bit different in how you get there. And once you understand how you get there and how you generate a profit from an apartment complex, and you can be a lot more competitive in your bids and in your offers. Um, And then it's very simple most of the time to go and get a loan on an apartment complex. Now, we have bought, or we purchased apartment complexes that have been 10, 15, 20% occupied um, at closing. And those are pretty challenging to get loans on, Uh, but it's really rewarding to see you know, a year down the road when that same complex uh, that was 10% occupied is now 80% occupied and uh, still getting better every day. As we continue to renovate units and, and so forth. Um, and so the challenge more on the multifamily space is just sourcing a really good deal, particularly in a, a market that's very saturated with buyers and very low on the supply. So demand is high, supply is low. And uh, prices are just getting driven or cap rates are more and more compressed, which, you know, is just only going to get worse as the the development market gets continued to get squeezed by prices and um, raw materials and goods and, and personnel. And, you know, all these market drivers that are continuing to push development costs higher and higher, the already existing assets become more and more valuable.
0: Got it. So coming back to multifamily space, so what is your philosophy or what is your business plan you're implementing?
1: Yeah. So um, really very simple. We, you know, our vision is to build communities, change lives and grow wealth. So what does that mean? Well, we want to change a million lives. What does that mean? Well, we want to change a million people's lives by creating safe, healthy, well-governed communities where they can live and enjoy their time with their kids and their family, extended family, and friends, uh, without being nervous about you know, without having to work whether to worry about whether the toilet works because their managers or the owners won't fix uh, the simple maintenance items in the property. Um, or they're worried about drugs or violence or other things happening in that community. So, by creating those healthy, well governed communities, we create a really satisfied, happy resident base who are able to pay. If they aren't able to pay, we're happy to work with, um, and we have worked with, and we continue to work with Native American corporations, women in crisis, you know, church, all different church relief programs. COVID relief programs, and then state and local uh, housing authorities and federal housing authorities to uh, make sure that our residents have every option and opportunity available to them to be able to pay rent. Uh, We've done a lot of that um, because that's our mission and that's our vision. But I will say where there is no uh, margin, where we can't make money, then there is no mission. I mean, to me, this is a health initiative in a capitalistic paradigm. So we are out there to make money for our investors. And in fact, our investors have been are seeing incredible returns on particularly on the disposition of these properties that we've taken a very ugly stage and turn them around and and put them back on the market at a nice stage where a different operator can come in and, and now it's stabilized and they can operate it at a at a stabilized level uh, but they would not touch it beforehand. So we're we're happy to meet that medium and make the dramatic changes and then hand it over to somebody who will make marginal changes uh, to the property. Uh, we also do long-term holds, but for us, it's really about one, can we make a difference? And two, can we make a profit doing it for our investors and for ourselves? If we can't make a difference um, and we can't make a profit, then we don't buy the
0: property. Uh, that totally makes sense. And, and uh, during our offline conversation, we you mentioned your group acquired 19 million property in Dallas, Texas. So would you share a little bit more about that deal, how you acquired and how you, I mean, what kind of loan you acquired and wh- what's your business plan on that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we, um, I'd gone out and we had toured a property that was on the market. It, it met our two main criterias, uh, but the owner was wanting just too much for the property. But um, we had had such a great rapport with the broker because he had so many buyers come in. Dallas, Fort Worth, there's a million buyers for every single property out there. Um, it was 180 unit uh, in Fort Worth on a major highway, really hadn't been touched in, in 10 years, 97% uh, classic units. Really, he uh, you know went under contract, it, the contract broke up for whatever reason, and that broker reached out to, to myself and said, Hey, Sam, really liked you guys, would love for you guys to come back and take a look. Uh, I came right back up there that next day, and uh, we had it under contract shortly thereafter at a at a price that made a lot more sense. Um, from there, uh, we were able to secure a loan with Merchants Capital uh, or Merchants Bank of Indiana, and uh, they, they specialize in bridge to HUD programs. So we picked up a 3.5% uh, um, bridge loan um, with $2.2 million of capital improvement funds uh, set aside for us 100%. And uh, this, this loan will convert into a HUD uh, takeout in uh, 30 months or less whenever we're ready. And uh, they specialize in that will help us with that transition into a HUD loan. And so business plan here is, okay, so the property is 83, 84% occupied when we purchased it, um, 97% classic. There's some units that were down to the studs. There's units that just haven't been touched but are full of you know leftover whatever in there. Um, and so we, the business plan here is to Execute um, a very comprehensive uh, interior and exterior rehab plan, which we have. And uh, we have our own development company, which makes it really easy for us to flex. um, If something costs too much, then to to reduce here or there. And uh, we were really fortunate on this project to be able to connect with and close with a great capital partner out of California. They're a very large, multi-billion dollar company. And they focus, um, part of their focus is in sponsors like us, operators like us who are, are trying to make a difference um, in these class C markets. They also do class A stuff and all kinds of other things. But uh, so they're a single check writer. They wrote a check for 90% of the equity. We put down 10% of the equity ourselves and uh, we close on this loan with the lender. And we, when we close on the, on the project, that was three weeks ago Uh, since then we spent an incredible amount of time on site. Uh, We also, so when I say we, I mean, my, our, our uh, property management company that's run by my brother, Jesse and uh, he himself, he spent weeks out there on the site already uh, making sure that the transition is going well, um, that everything's getting into our, um, to AppFolio, our, our property management solution that we use, um, as well as hiring and, and firing and letting everyone know that, hey, new ownership is is here. And this these are the rules and regulations of a, of a well-governed um, community. And these are the things that we're going to abide by. And, uh, and so we've just been incredible. We've had so many people come up to us and, and say, Oh, you guys are the new owners. Thank you so much. We really didn't like the last owner. Uh, and we we're really excited about what, you know, the, the changes that this place really needs. We need a playground. We need, you know, the swimming pool's been brown and full of leaves forever. There, the playground got removed. There's nowhere to, there's no tables, no picnic tables. Our units look terrible. The windows have, you know, holes in them. And, and so all these things that we're in the process of. Uh, revitalizing this entire community. And and when we're done, this will be just a beautiful community, 180 doors of just, you know, a well-governed, well-ran apartment complex. And the business plan, in our business plan, we plan to hold this property for 10 years. And the return to... Our business partner or an investor partner, investment partner, they're going to they're going to do very, very well. And uh, we're excited. We're excited for this project and for the future. And, you know, just another one into the books that brings us um, into 1300 doors or 1300 units of, you know, places that we can really make a difference and we can make money for ourselves and for our investors at while we do it.
0: Got it. And thank you for sharing that. So and you mentioned uh, you went with the bridge loan. So what kind of cap rate uh, you got? it?
1: We purchased a property at just around a 5.5 uh, cap
0: Okay, in Dallas-Horwell. Got it. Got it. And also you mentioned you, your group is vertically integrated. So you're doing in-house property management and construction. Is that right?
1: That's correct. What we learned is when we're taking over a very neglected property, um, it's better if we take on the property management straight from the beginning and then maintain it because our guys are more flexible uh, because we're vertically integrated. We can deal with lower uh, income in the beginning, um, whereas, you know, maybe a, a full-size third-party property management company won't touch. and We've had them tell us no before. So, you know, we get after it. My brother was in special operations. He, you know, loves a good challenge and is incredibly flexible and, and willing to do whatever he can to do what's best for our residents and uh, for the property and so we've been really successful um, in that in that endeavor
0: got it got it so would you share me any of your best multifamily or mobile home park investing experience so far
1: uh, best so far i think just you know happened a couple of weeks ago um, being out there this has happened before but this one's just really recent is you know walking out there and, and engaging with the residents that are uh, extremely happy to see uh, new ownership that really cares about the property and cares about them as residents. Um, if you think about it, we're we're buying in, you know, maybe the river side of town. It's not a class A area or even a class B area. It's the class C area. With class C owners, so I like to say. And so, in a uh, class C uh, property or class C community, is when they meet people who actually care about doing what's right and care about governance and care about safety and their health and care about creating a, a beautiful community it makes a huge impact because it's so much different than what they're used to
0: so would would you also share any of your challenging experience uh, either multi-family side or mobile home part side
1: i think uh, most challenging experience uh, to date uh, last year, we had an acquisition. It was on a foreclosed apartment complex, 50%. occupied. just needed a ton of work. Uh, we were working with a broker who um, just promised us the world, um, put us together with a lender who changed terms on us three times uh, before we got to closing. The weekend before closing, the lender came out and was thoroughly unimpressed with a property For some reason, they acted like they didn't realize that it was only 50% occupied uh, or that the property was in disrepair. It was 260 units, less than half, half the price of what the market would bear for it. And, uh, you know, they, they, you know, three days before closing, they decided to change the terms on us again and, uh, Yeah. At that point, our partner on the project said, no, we're not going to deal with that. So they backed out. We tried to salvage it, but with an equity partner uh, like, or not an equity partner, but a a lender who um, was never a good fit, a broker who was never a good fit when it, it just, the deal just fell apart right there at the end. And so we had to walk away we lost a fantastic property went to a different owner who is is not an impact investor they're very much a uh, you know looking for their profit quick quick gains and uh you know we've had some interactions with that uh the person who bought that property and they have not gone well and so anyhow um just a very sad experience we had an opportunity to really make a difference and you know, if you, you get with the wrong mortgage broker or you get with the wrong lender, then things are just going to fall apart.
0: Got it. Got it. So what are you excited about next? So I'm, I'm excited about the future.
1: We're really working on um, improving our brand and getting the word out. Uh, we've had, um, we're in the process of selling uh, 15 or so properties, our investors, I think, are going to be really, I'm sure they're going to be really impressed with the finalized return as it comes out. And, uh, you know, we're excited about getting that message out that, Hey, you can invest in multifamily with a specific purpose, and explicit purpose of making a difference in people's lives while making a great return at the same time. Where it's so hard to do impact investing, um, where you actually make a return. So why not come and invest with a group like us, where you can, you know, you can make a difference. Um, you can improve housing situations for workforce housing, low-income families, and so forth um, with an operator that you can trust has been there has worked through the the process and the, <laughs> the challenges and they're not afraid of it because you know uh, like you, you mentioned before Rama I'm 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 also, you know retired Air Force guy I you know done a, a lot of um, exciting things around the globe special operations or when I went to Afghanistan and same with my brother we're, and my dad we're, we're all super flexible. We love challenges and we get out there and we execute with military precision and with the intent of having as massive an effect as we
0: possibly can. Got it. Got it. So any one advice that have, that have impact on you?
1: Simple term I, I think I used before, you know, without no mission, no margin, I think I, I mentioned. And then, um, you know, another one uh, from Ele- Eleanor Roosevelt, the, without vision, the people fail. Um, And in our our business, if there's no vision to take um, and really answer the need of affordable housing in America, then it's going to continue to fail. And so it's going to require operators like us to go out there and make a difference. And, uh, you know, why not be in the the highest demand sector? Why not be in the lowest supply sector uh, where the demand is so high um, and create uh, value in a way that... um, means more than just what impacts your pocketbook.
0: Got it. And any books that impacted your life in what way?
1: Um, Good to Great was a, a fantastic book. You know, listening to Shoe Dog, uh, Phil Knight, going through all of those challenges and a lot of other books with CEOs going through challenges of, you know, the float, um, always worrying about your team and everything else. There's another book called The Man, The Mission and Me. A uh, great book. Um, I'm constantly reading books. You know, I have a, a book right now, um, about building an elite team and and I'm really focused on you know changing and, and creating eliteness um not with like not with our noses in the air, but just building the the most incredible, most effective team I possibly can um so that we can go and tackle these projects and deliver um, way beyond what we're telling our investors uh, we have to deliver.
0: yeah, and, uh, yeah, definitely building team is very, very critical in, uh, in handling like bigger projects, multifamily space, yeah, totally agree on that. And how are you giving back to community?
1: Oh, great. So um, I look at this a little bit differently. So how do we give back? We organize our entire lives um, and focus in a way that we can give back. Um, We do that by buying distressed apartment complexes, renovating them. Uh, I am an adopted father. Um, I have two adopted kids who are uh, wonderful and an immense challenge at the same time, Uh, but we love them and, and we care for them deeply. Uh, and then I firmly believe, uh, in the, in the mantra lift where you stand, you know, I heard a, a talk a, a long time ago about lifting where we stand, you know, like it takes a lot of people to pick up a piano and move it, uh, but you can't do it by yourself. And so we're trying to lift where we stand in our communities, um, by finding ways to help change the lives around us
0: all the time. Cool. And how can listeners can connect with you, Sam?
1: Anybody's interested in, in learning more about impact investing in the multifamily space, uh, please reach out to myself, Sam, at wildmountaincapital.com. That's Sam at Wild W I L D, Mountain, M O U N T A I N, Capital C A P I T A L lcom or visit our website, wildmountaincapital.com, and please reach out to us. We're always um, happy to help mentor other um, investors, syndicators who want to learn about you know working with institutional partners or raising capital um, or want to partner with us on a deal or looking for a deal themselves or you know know of a community that needs some massive action uh, please reach out and uh you know happy to to talk to you guys and and our all and and uh, get to know you better to see if we can be of service
0: awesome Tim. yeah thank you very much uh really enjoyed the conversation thank you thank you
1: rama it was, Thank you for the conversation. It was good really to meet you uh, last uh, October and I get to know you well also. Sure,
0: sure. If you like the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And if you want to connect with me, please send me a message, info at Thank you for listening. Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing Podcast. I hope you learned something from the show. See you in the next episode. Thank you. Any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only. As always, please consult with your own CPA, legal and financial advisor before investing.